Some More Good News Season 2 is all about people doing good through following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today's guest is coming at us all the way from Japan, Marcy West. She is the Regional Operations Manager of the USO Pacific. For those who don't know, the USO is a United Services organization. It's a nonprofit whose mission is to strengthen America's military service members by keeping them connected to family, home, and country throughout their service to the nation. How did we cross paths? Well, I have been blessed to be a part of the entertainment division of the USO since 2018. And due to the pandemic, we couldn't do live events. So the USO did a quick and wonderful job of creating virtual events. And in recent months, I have been able to teach fitness classes because that is the other half of my life as a fitness professional to the USO Japan, Guam and others. And Marcy's passion for the USO is so apparent and was so apparent from our first Zoom meeting. So I knew she'd be a perfect guest for some more good news. So Marcy, thank you so much for being here. I'm happy to happy to be here. And, and you know, with all the help that you gave us during the holidays with the fitness classes, I had to say yes. So I'm, I'm well, it was my pleasure. And what a neat experience too, to interact with people from all over the world. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. So our five questions, you can answer them however you like, and we'll just dive in. The first question being simply, who are you and what do you do in your own words? So um, Marcy, um, I am a proud Navy wife, um, which makes working for the USO even more special because um, our family personally um, benefited from the programs of the USO before I was employed with the USO. So it was, it was, a, nice, it was a nice job to come, to come here. Uh, I don't get to do, a, to be honest with you, I don't get to do a lot of the really fun stuff. I, I help oversee and kind of advise when centers do some of the really great programs. Um, but I, I'm not in charge of the personal delivery. But I will tell you when you asked about this, if I could have any opportunity to talk about the great programs that are happening, I, I had to take it. Um, I also help coordinate, uh, like, like you mentioned, the programs from our headquarters when they are in um, the Pacific, uh, in terms of connections with centers, basically, in terms of their program delivery. Uh, you know, the, the Pacific region for the USO is, is huge. It's 52% of the world's population. I mean, the world's space. Um, we have Guam, Hawaii, South Korea, mainland Japan, and Okinawa. But my coworker Thomas actually does programs in the Philippines, Australia, Singapore, Thailand. And so we cover a lot of area and it's kind of, it's kind of exciting to see where our footprint lands. Um, but I love my job. I'm somebody who gets a lot of enjoyment from it. And in my professional life, I have always worked either, uh, I've always worked in nonprofit, in the nonprofit field. And I didn't start out that way, but I realized, you know, 25 years later, that that's where I ended up. And it's, it's nice, to, nice to know that there's been a commitment my whole adult life. So going with that, I'd love it if you'd elaborate more a little bit on that path. How did you get here? Was it, did it have to do with being married to someone in the Navy because of your love of nonprofit? I'd love to hear more about that. So as a kid, there were two things I always wanted to do. I... I, either, I actually wanted to be an actress and I did a lot of drama as, as a kid and I was a drama and debate nerd or I wanted to be a, a U.S. senator. 
And, you know, I, I think it all comes down to wanting to make a difference. And, uh, you know, uh, I just wanted to make a difference. Uh, my husband wasn't actually in the military and he was sworn in on our ninth wedding anniversary. So we have a whole life uh, as him as a civilian. Um, but when he joined the military during the recession in the 2010, uh, we were one of the people that really needed it. And the military gave us a, uh, a great adventure. Um, and, and I also found as we moved to different duty stations, the nonprofit field was one of the ones that was very accepting of the fact that we'll take you for the year and a half to three years that you might be here. A lot of times corporations want you to come and they want you to commit to like your 20 years, even though nobody really does that. But there were a lot of times when I was make, going to interviews, they'd say, well, why did you come to Washington? Well, my husband's in the Navy. And then you get the head, head tilt where they say, oh, so how long are you going to be here? And so it's hard as a military spouse to get work. So the nonprofit field ended up having that, having, giving that opportunity to me. Um, and here in Japan, there's not as much opportunities for spouses because of the agreement we have with the Japanese government. So you either get a government job, a GS job, uh, or you work in like the uh, support field, or you work for the USL. And I was lucky to get this job two months after um, we moved here. Wow, wow. I definitely had no idea about how the, the interworkings of how that works when you're moving around so much. It's hard. Last duty station, um, it took me 10 months to get any job. And it took about a year and a half before I had one that was in my uh, kind of career path. So, wow. and that's kind of normal, Kate, uh, for military spouses, which is one of the reasons why I love what we do here is that we, we allow spouses to make those connections because sometimes they might, they might not find a job here. So how do you find your community? And you in Okinawa, we're all branches. We have all branches here, but we can offer that support to Army, Navy, Air Force, and the Marine spouses together. There's, there's no distinction, and um, I'm glad to be part of that. Oh, that's wonderful. So now with the past year, I know there's some obvious ways how your world looks different, but how does it look different from pre-COVID to during this time? And what do you see staying changes that have been positive and what can you not wait to get back to a sense of um, normalcy, so to speak? Um, in terms of work in 2019, I got a chance to travel to each of the, each of our areas. I was, I was in Guam, mainland Japan, uh, two trips to South Korea, uh, never made it to Hawaii just because of the way it happened. Um, so I, being able to see the centers provide their programs face-to-face, -face, there is a real impact to that. But um, one of the things I was excited about in 2020 is that because I had never made it to Hawaii, it was very hard. Uh, the virtual programs allowed me to participate in their virtual programs that they had. So sometimes I wake up at 2.30 in the morning to be part of the virtual programs, especially, you know, with the, some of the, with the show troop and some with um, the What to Expect with Heidi Murkoff tour. Mm -hmm. So it offered, a, it offered a unique opportunity to be present in the programs they're doing there. I do think that virtual programs do have a place, Kate. One of the things we found with some of the MVP events 
that we've done that have an educational element is when we have partnered with Dodia Pacific. Um, we have had um, a, a reach to Misawa, and I don't know. Have you traveled? Have you been here? I haven't been there yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I was talking, I was talking to one of your coworkers, and I, I asked, "Do you go to Misawa?" She said, "No, it's just not on the route." Uh-huh. So. The virtual programs have an opportunity to reach people that we can't, we just can't physically can't get there when you have 52% of their surface. So I hope it stays. Great, great. So you have very obviously been a part of a lot of business. And I would love to hear a story, two stories, however many you'd like, just about seeing goodness that the USO has done. Um, so one, like I mentioned before, I don't sometimes get to do a lot of program delivery, um, but we are on, on M, uh, the M, NCAS Potema base, and we have a center here, and the, the field programs manager asked me if I wanted to come deliver cookies. They did the Grinch at COVID that stole Christmas, and, <laughs> and they had green cookies, and they went to all of the commands and handed them out. And to be able to be there and actually just help hand out cookies, it sounds silly, but actually to see where all of the oversight and the support we offer in our office, how it was helping actually deliver a little bit of holiday cheer to the service members. Um, but I think the one that I did have a little bit of uh, a part in is uh, we have an overseas virtual that we started um, it started as the Pacific, but we've expanded and included Europe. We've got a good partnership with them. And last month we read um, The Queen's Gambit by Walter Tevis. And we had these discussion groups of spouses. There were enough that we broke out into different discussion groups. And I got an email back from one of the spouses that said she had actually struggled when she read the book because she something about Beth was bothering her. And when we were in that discussion group, she said, they discussed the fact that Beth was likely on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And she, she went back and she realized the reason why it bothered her was because her son is on the spectrum. And then her perspective changed on this because she said, I think I understood a little bit better how his mind worked. And it sounds, it was just this discussion, this book club and the spouse, this one spouse, but, you know, I, I even have chills talking about it again. And, um, you know, a lot of programs have numbers, but sometimes the programs that are smaller and even these virtual programs have an impact that we often don't hear those stories. And I, I appreciated that the spouse shared it. And I was glad that she was able to make that connection to her personal life from the book, but also to other spouses as they talked about it. That says so much too, right? About you just never know what is going to impact someone. That one person that just a whole different perspective because of that one event. That's wonderful. So one more question for you. Is there anything that you find yourself saying over and over again, whether it's to the people you work with there at the USO, to donors you might come across, to the military members and their families, any advice, anything that you just try to drive home, any Marcyism that you'd like to leave us with? Um, I pride myself on being authentic. 
And as we work through things, um, I, I want to try to be a sounding board for the area program leads and the center program leads. And I sometimes don't have all the answers, but I'm, I'm willing to help them work and find what it is to help them provide the best program that they can. Um, but the thing I probably say the most is how much I truly appreciate the time that people are putting in. Um, you know, when you, you decide to work in the nonprofit world, you basically decide to live your job. It's not one that you really honestly clock in at 9 a.m. and clock out at 5 p.m. a week. Um, you know, it is 7.13 a.m. here. And I started about an hour earlier because there's just always so much to do. Um, and I, I, I'm just grateful every day that I get to do it and I get to do it with some of the best people I've ever met. And that is why I'm so grateful that you gave me this time today, because I hope that more people can hear about what you're doing, what the USO are doing, and also just be more aware of how these people who are fighting for our country are living and being, you know, changing places. So I, I, I'm going to add one thing, Kate. If anybody's watching yes. and want to help, um, go to volunteers.uso.org. Um, we can use you. And we are actually, the, uh, the USO is building a group of virtual volunteers. Ah. So if you want to help when Kate does a fitness program and help her with the chat box or something, you can do that. Or if you want to get involved in gaming, or if you'd like to participate in the Overseas Virtual Book Club, we need people to help us. So go ahead and visit that. And uh, we have things for you to do. Wonderful. Volunteers.uso.org. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I'll put that in our show notes too. Marcy, thank you so much. And yes, everyone go explore USO.org too, just to see there's such an array of programming that is done beyond what we think of USO and Bob Hope and all that. There's so much that goes into it. So Marcy, thank you so much for your time. No problem, Kate. Follow me, Kate Caratello, at positively underscore Kate on Instagram for more. If you have good news that needs to be shared, please send me a message.